global lava markets do continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines. Vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. Welcome! It's 6 o'clock. It is Monday night here at MutinyRadio.fm. It's time for the Joke Workshop here on Mutiny Radio. You're going to be listening to a new band in the fills tonight. They're called Realms of Vision, and they fucking rock. So you're welcome. Go look up Realms of Vision on Facebook and like them. This is their album, Unrevenged. We're going to have it on the whole time tonight. You get to listen to them in the fills here at Joke Workshop. I'm Mutiny Radio. Please remember, pay attention to people's sets, because that's what we're here for. Uh, <laughs> take notes, give comments, find one of the microphones, because it is a radio show, so if you aren't talking into a microphone, the people that are listening can't hear you. <laughs> also remember, if you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich, make the bread taste good, nice and fluffy brioche bun on top and bottom, toasted, maybe a little mayonnaise, and then in the center is the shit you really want to tell them. But be kind to your friends, because you're going to see them at your next open mic. Or make enemies. It's all your choice. Yay, comedy. All right, we're getting started here tonight. Your first comedian, very funny lady. She was part of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2017, the second annual. She has a new show here on Mutiny Radio. It's going to be starting in May, the first week of May. I believe it's the 4th. Every Thursday from 10 to midnight, that show is called 10 Bucks Transportation and a Potential Blowjob. Hey, everybody, put your hands together for your first comedian of the night, Geneva Rust Orta! Hello. Um, I was going to say something, but now I'm not going to. Uh, I overate, I overate today and I ignored my grandma today. And I'm going to start doing that every day because it, then every day will feel like Christmas. Um, I'm going to go at dinner with them because, because I owe them my life. That's why. My mom spent a lot of money on sperm, so she like has, she can't take it back. Like I... She has to keep me now, because she made the, like I have to eat two bananas every day for a week, or else I wasted like some money on bananas. So I can only, she spent like $10,000 on sperm for me. Yeah, it was the 13th try. Um, The sperm, anyway, it doesn't matter. The sperm chooses the woman, not, not the other way around. Alleged, apparently, that's what we found out. So I grew up with I grew up with all women. Um, I grew up with all women. It was crazy. We couldn't have doors because no one. <laughs> we had a house with a front door once, and we all just stood outside, like waiting for someone to go in, and had to get a new one. Uh, it was crazy. I don't know. <sighs> all right. Uh, I was really I, so. I don't know why this chair's here. I'm gonna move. I'm gonna move the chair. Um, one to five was like my best age because my personality was like understandable. And then like six to twenty-two, like you're supposed to outgrow it. Uh, one to five, I was really confident. I had a song that was like, "I'm so smart because I'm cute," and I was super logical as a kid. 
I had another song that was like, I'm done, come wipe me. Um, <laughs> which I was, yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, I'm so successful because my jobs pretend. <laughs> I'm great because I lack self-awareness. Um, is what I used to sing. And then I went to school. But school was weird because when I grew up, I was praised for a lot of like, like I was praised for sitting and staying and peeing outside <laughs> and not chasing cats and leaving trash on the street because I told my parents I wanted to be a dog and they respected it. <laughs> um, which I'm not saying it's good or bad. Like I'm just saying if they hadn't been all right with it, I probably would have like assaulted the mailman if they'd like tried to make me use forks. <laughs> um, so then when I went to school and I was like the duck all the time, never the goose, it was just, I was a goose once, but I, I was a little late to like realizing it and I fucked that one up. Uh, set a precedent, I don't know, kid, I don't know, I'm thinking about childhood. Someone was like, what was it like having two moms? And I was like, it's a lot like having one mom, but she just always disagrees with herself. Um, I don't know. What I want to talk about? Oh, so my mom. So she's she's she has a Jew card and a gay card, which I I believe I believe both cards are really important to have. Like I think if if you're gay and your gay card works, like someone was probably hating you because you were gay. Like that's how it works. But when you're Jewish as well, I think that it creates this like superpower. Like so, my mom she always cooks or she always used to cook when she loved me. Um, and she like, she would make like breaded chicken and uh, I'd be like, I don't want any of your chicken. And she was like, what is my breaded chicken too faggy for you? Um, and I was like, no. And it said, I thought like anorexics were just clinically homophobic for <laughs> a long time, which isn't true. Um, chickens, roosters are probably the, the most toxic masculine of the animals like they're just always shouting about their cocks um <laughs> cock-a-doodle don't that's a feminist rooster <laughs> i don't know all right bye geneva rostorja fourth 17th wave feminist yay <laughs> Uh, I don't, there's only four waves, I think. Uh, you, there's microphones, and they exist, and if you have comments for Geneva Restorta, I thought it was a very funny set. I think you have a, you have a new, fresh perspective on gay people. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I don't know. Anybody else? Ian Levy, you're close to a thing. You have any, you have any misogynist things to say? Nothing at all? Oh, okay, cool. Uh, you should smile more. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I liked uh, the bit with the two moms uh, as someone who also uh, who dated someone who had two moms um, and uh, was also a test tube baby. Um, so yeah, I would love uh, to find out more about the arguments they had with themselves. Like, yeah, cause uh, that was a great tease, but you could definitely dive into that and find out more about it. Um, and then, yeah, I love the, uh, the ender, the cockadoodle close out was uh, really nice. Thanks. Cool. Yeah, what, uh, similar to what Arden say, like, the f you sort of tease the fact saying that your parents, like, 
it took 13 tries or like you parents paid what was it ten thousand dollars for sperm like when you said that i was like holy shit i know so many men that would just give it to you for free like you don't what was in this sperm that like made it so goddamn valuable because it's that's a that's a perspective that so many few, a few other people have so like dive into that explain the type of things that your moms were looking for and why this sperm had to apparently be made out of gold or like what went wrong with the 13 other times if it was 13 why not just like screw like fuck a random guy to get if you want to be pregnant like there's so many like questions that brings up if they but like that's a funny joke and like if that's the answer also you said you didn't have any doors in your house but you had a front i didn't understand that oh because like women are supposed to walk through first Oh, okay. I thought it was no a privacy one, or like thing. no one was holding the door. I don't know. Oh, no, no, no. That's funny. I just didn't. Okay. Uh, I get that. Thank you. Okay. Make it more clear. Yeah, for sure. I got, I got something. Uh, so, um, so it's called like centrifuge, right? So they, that's when they put the egg in the sperm and they spin it, right? Isn't that? And then they put that. I wasn't there. <laughs> I, I th- well, I just wonder, like, you know that ride, like gra- the Gravitron, you get stuck to the walls on the ride and spin really, really fast. <laughs> Do you feel like at, more at home on that than most people or like? <laughs> Something like that. That's funny. <laughs> Thanks. Cool. All right, everybody loved her set. Clap wildly for Geneva Rustorta! <laughs> Hooray! Huzzah! And again, remember, today in the films, Phil's, we have Realms of Vision, a really rad metal band that we heard this weekend, and it was really fun, and they were really entertaining. As is your next comedian, who you guys are going to love. Get your notepads out. Pay attention, because he's funny as fuck. It's Matthew Banks. I like that music. That's good stuff. It's more up my alley than this dance stuff that goes on sometimes. Not that I don't like dance music, right? Oh, man. So sex. What can I say about sex? Uh, not having any. Um, it's crazy though. Like my sex drive is is like completely gone. It's crazy. I mean, I still jerk off every night. Like let's don't get carried away. But my sex drive is like pretty much completely gone. I don't know if it's my sex drive or my drive to like have a relationship. I don't know. Because one thing I've learned is that sex is not the cure to like wanting to have sex (laughs) the more you have sex the more you want to have sex um i don't know if you've been in that situation where you go like six months or so without getting laid and then you have sex and then like that's the only thing you can think about after that uh it's like this beast is awakened inside of you and you're like fuck that is all i want to do now i I never should have hit that you know I, i don't know that's just my experience but San Francisco, what a place. Um, I feel like uh, San Francisco is like a boarding school full of like disowned adults. Um, everybody's got, everybody has like a twisted relationship with their parents. Um, I shouldn't say everybody because it's not everybody, obviously. Um, it's feel like a lot of people are in therapy here. Uh, I'm, I'm not against therapy at all, but I do think therapy can be really harmful. Um, the whole thing of like loving yourself and being good to yourself. Like why in the fuck would I want to love the problem? Um, self love this nonsense. Like why would I want to love me? Like I'm the one fucking up. Like I I don't get that. uh, Focus on something else other than me. I, I think that's clearly the problem here. Um, you know, self care and all this nonsense. Like what the fuck dude? I think I am the problem. Um, once I figured that out, things started to change for me. 
Uh, I'm an approachable guy. I think most guys go for like sexy and stuff like that. I go for approachable. Um, clearly being sarcastic here. Uh, I don't know, man. It's weird. Like I, I get in the friend zone, friend zone faster than anybody I've ever seen in my life. Um, it's just amazing to me, like how quickly a girl will open up to me. Like, see, like if a, a, a quick tip for the guys, like if a girl ever tells you a secret, then you're in the friend zone. Uh, it, like you're immediately, you should just give up and move on because if they share something very personal with you that they wouldn't share with anybody else, no girl, uh, from my experience, will share something personal with you if they want to fuck you. <laughs> like they, they, they do not want to be vulnerable if they want to have sex with you. Uh, it's just been my experience up to this point. Um, so yeah. Uh, Secrets are crazy, though, man. Secrets, uh, I don't like secrets. It's a big responsibility. It is. People tell you something, like, juicy, and then they tell you, no, you can't tell anybody that shit. I'm like, what the fuck, man? You just told me some gold, and now I got to keep it in? Uh, I think that's why serial killers are so successful. Uh, they can keep a secret, you know? They kill 15 hookers and just... To hold it in for years at a time. I've never seen anything like it. Like, can you imagine walking around with some shit like that? Just, <laughs> I, I fucking killed 15 hookers last month and made Christmas ornaments out of their eyeballs. Haven't told a soul. You know, you can't tell your best friend that. You, there's no way you can go to your best friend and be like, hey, Fred, uh, you know Sarah and all her 14 other friends? Yeah, I killed them. Um, there's nobody you, can, you got like that. Because every time you fuck up, you really need to tell somebody. But I don't know. I can't imagine walking around with something like that. That's why when they finally get caught, they just spill their guts. It's fucking everything. Anyway, thanks a lot, guys. Okay. Matthew Banks spilling his guts. Oh, my God. Christmas ornaments out of their eyeballs. You're a genius. Yay. Comments? Comments? comments from Matthew Banks and his disturbing dead hooker jokes. Um, I think you could provide a little bit more subtext as far as like what, li or like why women tell you everything. Or maybe just give you like an example of what you do to be approachable. Like you just say you go for being approachable. But like, is that just like because you've given up on being hot or is there like anything extra that you could do or any, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I think the word secret in and of itself like creates an interest in like what's the secret, and you don't have to share like all these women's problems on stage, but if you're gonna say <laughs> that you've heard a secret, like you have to give an example. Um, I, I think that with the friend zone, you can just show up and be like, hey guys, if you this is a test of you're in the friend zone when a girl tells you a secret. Like you just shorten it up, you know. Okay. It's like ask, but like, God, do you ever like? This is a good test if you're in the friend zone. Uh, when the girl tells you a secret, and yeah, something like that. But you can shorten it up like that. I thought the set was great. Oh. kind of just to the point right. fucking joke so but right on other comments from Matthew Banks clap wildly yeah
I love it. It's get people are doing short sets. That's great because the Warriors are playing at 7:30, and I am a Warriors fan. Hey, if we can uh, stop using the microphone in front of Ian, it is buzzing and going in and out. So if you have comments, just use the microphone in this corner over by Arden or the one here that Greg Gettle's been using in the studio. Just don't use that one next to either Chris or Ian. It just it's just in and out. That one's fine. That one's a good one. Uh, that one's fine. Here, test it for me. Say something intelligent in there. Uh, oh, that's enough. All right, good. That's Ian Levy. Just We don't have to bump him tonight because he's already eight. So that's like some weird inside joke that everybody likes to bump Ian. I don't get it. Whatever. It's cool. <laughs> All right. This is about bump Ian. Your next comedian, he runs an open mic every Thursday at Cafe de Nord. And I've been meaning to go there so much. And I'm going to go. One of these times, I promise you, I will get, I will break my comfort zone and I will go up into the world. Please put your hands together right now. Pay attention, take notes, and give him great comments. It's Jeff Dean. All right. Joke workshop. How's everybody doing? Anybody go to Coachella? No? Poor people, you asshole. Okay. All right. I didn't go to Coachella either. But I did, I did used to go to Coachella a lot. When I, was, I went to Coachella for the first time in high school, let me tell you something about Coachella. That was the first time I also did hard drugs. And um, it was a great time. It was a great time. I told myself afterwards, I said, you know what? I am only, I didn't want to start a drug habit, so I was like, I'm only going to do hard drugs when I go to music festivals. So I started going to a lot of music festivals. Um, a lot of them. And then I, I, you know, just recently I was at Outside Lands last year and I was like, okay, you know what? I don't need drugs to have fun. You know, I, I can have a good time without drugs. So I did an experiment where I was like, oh, you know what? This time I'm going to go to a music festival sober without drugs. And I realized it was a good experiment. I realized that I don't like music festivals. Uh, but I love drugs. Love drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Music festivals, uh, they're, they're just tiring. I watched a hype video for EDC and I was exhausted. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. I wonder like if, what if I just did drugs and uh, did something I actually like, like uh, pop a Molly and, and watch Star Wars. You know, maybe that would be good. I don't know. Anybody see the newest Star Wars? No? Yeah? I watched it with a friend. I liked it. He didn't like it. He said it wasn't believable. Oh, you got a shirt. Yeah, he said it wasn't believable. Uh, and he's a Mormon. So. Um, but he's, yeah, I know. I need new friends. But he's my only one. And uh, his mission's almost over. So. It's tough. It's tough out there, Greg. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm unemployed, which sucks. Yeah, uh, I've, I I keep applying for jobs. I keep getting interviews, and I keep getting rejected. And they won't give me feedback. I ask for feedback, and they say, "Oh, you know, we just you just weren't a fit for what we were. Didn't have the experience for what we were looking for." Um, which is frustrating. And I there was a joke there. I don't remember what it was. Um, I don't get it. Like, I'm a, I'm a white guy, you know? 
I figured I'd get em- employed by now. I don't know. Um, I applied for this company. It was a bike sharing company called Zagster Bike Sharing. And they told me that I didn't have enough experience in the bike sharing industry. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, I found out my girlfriend has a new boy. My ex-girlfriend has a new boyfriend. <laughs> um, I found out via Venmo. Uh, I was looking through Venmo. And I saw, he was like, who the fuck is this other dude charging my ex-girlfriend for half a shit, you know? Like, my girlfriend never paid for half. She was only a feminist when it behooved her, you know? I don't know. Very frustrating. I looked this guy up online. You know where he works? Zagster, bike sharing company. Anyway, I'm Jeff Dean. Thanks, guys. Jeff Dean, everyone! Bags on himself better than anybody I know. You bag on yourself really well. Yeah, like you, I mean, I guess it works. I guess if you're like, a, I don't know, a good-looking guy, you gotta look schlubby on stage or something. I don't know how that works, but... Comments for... There's a... The, the car alarm outside really enjoyed your work. Oh, I think... Uh, I thought I might have had a thing that might wrap that joke up. I'm not exactly sure how to phrase but if you incorporated, like, you know, he works for Zagster. Oh, sorry about that. Uh, something like girlfriend sharing experience. That's what I thought I said, just like as the counterpoint to the bike sharing experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought that might be, like, I, know, I couldn't think of a way to phrase it at the end of it, but yeah, that might be. Yeah, well, exa- that's, yeah, that was kind of, that's it, but I'm trying to think of the way to incorporate the joke. I think that might be something to use. Beep, beep. Uh, well, it was better, but you're all good now. Uh, I thought that the music festival joke was funny. I was surprised it didn't get a bigger laugh. The Me too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just trying to think. So I spent the rest of your set trying to think about like what other like ways to make it shorter so it might hit harder. So what, like maybe say I realize I don't like music versus I realize I don't like music festivals. There's, we're out of time because the Warriors. Uh, oh, you're not talking to me. Um, yeah, I don't, that was really fun. I'm trying to think of like. Ways to improve that because it's like a funny build up. Like I just like I don't even like music. I just really like drugs. Also, uh, you brush over it pretty quickly, but the idea that like it's unbelievable that you're unemployed still because you're a white dude is really funny. Like you could even say like I thought I was supposed to get some privilege with this. You're like something I don't know. Boo hoo! Our special snowflake went to college and he can't get a job either. Everybody clap wildly for Jeff Dean! Yay! Our special snowflake without a job. Welcome to America. You gotta make your own job, asshole. That's how it works. Where's your new app? You don't have an app yet? The app that helps you like sift through your ex-girlfriends to find out which might be the most likely to fuck you after four years. Is that an app yet? It's like a thing. It scrolls through your ex numbers or I don't know I don't understand the future your next comedian does uh, he is the future he runs OMG's open mic every Tuesday and you know the future comedians are definitely coming from there and here I guess I don't know whatever Uh, I'm terrible at opening tonight so I'll just say his name's Greg Gettle all right um So I went out uh, recently, went to the bars, because uh, that's where I meet people. Uh, it's, you know, that's, what, that's, how I, that's how I do that. 
And I went up to this girl, and she's with a group of friends, and I was talking to one of them. And uh, while I was talking to her, her, the leader of the group, the ugly one, said, can't us girls have a girl's night out and not get hit on? And I was like, no. <laughs> I'm sorry, no. And then everyone got mad at me, and I was like, Jesus Christ. I just kind of got out of there. And I was just so frustrated because I'm not going to meet people, people at a fucking library, you know, like I'm at a grocery store. I'm, not, I'm definitely not going not to happen at McDonald's. Uh, it's going to happen at a bar. That's how we're going to meet. That's how I'm going to meet someone. But I was just so frustrated with this because I, 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 I don't know. I went outside to smoke a cigarette to kind of cool down. And while I was smoking the cigarette, this guy came up to me. He's like, hey, man, can I get a cigarette? I was like, nah, man, I only got a couple left. Sorry. He's like, that's okay. And he walked away. And like right after that guy, another person came up to me like, hey, can I get a cigarette? And I was like, I don't got that many cigarettes, man. And he's like, show me. And I was like, I'm not going to fucking show you. Like, I don't have any cigarettes for you. And then he went away. And then another guy came up. And he's like, hey, man, can I buy a cigarette for a quarter? And I was like, dude, they're 50 cents. He's like, dude, come on. You don't have to be an asshole. And I was like, can't us cigarette smokers just have a cigarette <laughs> and not get bothered? But then I, but it's not, it's not the same. I mean, it's a little the same <laughs> because right after that happened, I just threw that cigarette on and went inside and uh, I was safe. Uh, there's no safe zone for women. Uh, <laughs> one time I was, uh, it was uh, Halloween in Chicago. I was in Chicago and it was Halloween and I was hit on the, I was, tr- I was like really hitting it off with this girl inside the bar and I went outside to smoke a cigarette and I had like a twister mat. I was like, a, I cut some holes in a twister mat and I was, that was my costume. And while I was smoking a cigarette, like these three guys came up to me and they're like, hey, can I get a cigarette? I was like, sorry, man, I don't got any really. And then the next thing I know, they uh, pushed me head first into a wall and then beat the shit out of me. <laughs> and then like my, my phone shattered on the ground and like my cigarettes popped out. And, and they kept, you know how hard it is to get up when you're on the ground with a twister mat? It's so hard. You're just like constantly, it's like suction cup to your body and they just kept kicking and then they, they got my cigarette. That's the one thing they got was my cigarette. So they did call my bluff uh, I had I had cigarettes uh, but then I, I was a bloody mess and I remember walking inside the bar and the girl that I was a, like I was talking I went up to her and she wasn't interested anymore <laughs> and I was like you materialistic you know good for you know and I was so mad at her like, I was like you, oh this now that I'm bleeding you don't love me uh, single guy single guy I don't understand we're all comedians and most of us are single correct isn't it weird when your your friends that have like relationships ask you for dating advice? It's uh, <laughs> basically asking, like, so you want to break up? Like, I live in a room with like, another comedian. Like, <laughs> things are bad. It's not. That's the last person you should be asking for dating advice. Um, I got the horn, right? Yes. Cool. Now. I'm done. Bye bye. More great stories from Greg Gettle. Yay! I haven't heard that story before, and I enjoyed it very, very much. Uh, yeah, I thought it was cool. I thought the, the one thing you could try adding is just if the girl at the very end, all she wanted from you was a cigarette, like why she was uh, talking to you. But that's it. Wait, have you ever, have you ever added a, a twister lingo to the sound of the guys beating the shit out of you? Like, no, right head red, right head red. <laughs> Wait, wait, what was it? <laughs> like, you know, when the guys are kicking the shit out of you, you're yelling, like, 
directions for the twister. Like, no, left hand, left foot green. No, right hand red. The one, the one, <laughs> the one, the one take I did have of that, because people ask, like, why don't you call the cops? And it's like, what am I going to say? I got robbed by, like, an army guy, G.I. Joe, or, like, a fireman. And I say, I'm just kidding. They were all black. Uh, oh, all right, well. <laughs> but I didn't say that. Chicago. <laughs> seemed like it was like a, you ha, are you going to add more to it? I don't know. I think it's a really funny premise that people like ask. The worst people? The worst, yeah. The people, like what kind of advice would you give? Like, yeah. I don't know. I've, I've ruined all the relationships. I've ruined so yeah, many. Your track record is not great. I have one divorce and the rest is breakups. You're divorced? No, I, I ruined my, my brother's. I ruined my brother's marriage. Oh, <laughs> that's right. I've heard that story. That one's yeah. great. I do, it's not now. I mean, I guess that would be an interesting 15 minutes if you put together all the relationships you've destroyed. (laughs) 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 Any other comments? Everybody clap wildly for Greg Gettle! I'm so glad that you guys are being judicious with your comments and we're getting this all through because the Warriors are playing at 7.30. Your next comedian is a funny guy, and uh, he's been coming back around these parts. We're excited about it. Let's hear his new jokes. Everybody, clap your hands wildly for Chris Vialta. Nice new haircut, by the way. Thank you very much. I was very self-conscious when I first got it. It was one of those things I, I sort of wanted to, like, because I can't tell someone, I can't vocalize my when I want something. So I couldn't just tell her like, stop cutting my hair. So I was thinking like, maybe I should just tilt so she could like cut my ear and then she'll stop maybe. I don't know. Uh, my favorite book growing up was The Very Hungry Caterpillar. So I was like a fat kid, obviously from that. I really love the book. The book teaches you that the more you eat, you'll, if you eat enough, you'll eventually become a butterfly. I'm still waiting for the butterfly part in my life. But notice, if you notice, I don't, have an Adam's apple. I think I ate it as I was growing up. <laughs> That's stupid as hell. I like it. Uh, I can always tell how lonely I'm feeling by how close I get to clicking on the hot girls wanna fuck you spam link. <laughs> I get real close sometimes. I did it once and identity was stolen, but I got to talk to the credit card lady. Like, <laughs> it was cured, my loneliness was fine. I actually did go to Coachella. Um, but, you know, the people, I did, and I learned that uh, Coachella is two weekends of the year where all this, the hard work of being white pays off. It really does. And Coachella, it got its name from a mispronunciation of the valley that it's in, Conchila, which is funny because the only people that go to Coachella are people who mispronounce Spanish words. You know, I had fun. I went, and you know, people try to say it's a luxury. You should feel a little bit guilty about going. But the only reason I was able to go was because a white couple rear-ended my car and I was able to take their money and spend it on the Coachella tickets. They were gonna buy it anyways. I just put those tickets in brown hands, me and my little sister. We went to Coachella. We went dressed as white people, dressed as Indians. We appropriated their culture of appropriation. It was really, we're activists. We felt very proud. I, she only went Friday and Sunday though. I had to go Saturday alone. And I went, I was thinking, it had to be weird to go to Coachella alone, but I went to see 
mostly Bon Iver. If you don't know him, he does like dark acoustic, somber music, some electronic. It's all it's very good alone music. So I thought I'll be alone, Lonely Hearts. It'll be cool. Maybe someone else will be alone, and we'll be alone together. And we were watching, but then at one point during his set, he says, "If you don't have friends, your life is shit." And I'm like, the only reason I listen to you is because I don't have friends. Like, you're losing your key demographic here, Bonnie Bear. Then Lady Gaga came on, and I watched her alone, too. And I really to Lady Gaga a lot more, because she talked about friends, too. But she only talked about her one friend with cancer. So she's about to lose her friend. And that's, I'm one step closer to relating to Lady Gaga when she loses that cancer-ridden friend. <laughs> I forgot her name. She did an acoustic version of Glory. It was very nice. Uh, thank you. What else do I want to work on? <laughs> I uh, I really like horror movies. I think they get a little too unrealistic sometimes, though. Like Real Texas, <laughs> Real Texas is way scarier than Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Texas. You know, because because what's his face? Leatherface. He is an angel compared to an N-word using redneck. Honestly, like. He'll eat, he'll take your life, but the redneck will take your rights, and what's a life without a rights, you know? They should really work on horror movies and stuff like that. I didn't really do that one well. Uh, thank you guys for your time, very much. Chris Fialta has more money than the rest of us. He was in Coachella, yay! It's all gone. Good for you. It was insurance money. It was white no, people No, no, I, re- I listen to your jokes. It's fine, I gotcha. Just... I would have spent it on weed, but that's cool. You hey, go to Coachella, that's thing. good for you. I got high you. there, too. Well, there you go. Secondhand high. Uh, comments. Did you like his Coachella story? Did you? I heard it. Fine. <laughs> right. There you go. That other, there you go. Um, we have to do that. Uh, I think you could just start with, like, did you know... Um, Coachella is named Coachella because it's in the Conchilla Valley and then just get right to it. I think that's like a great, okay. like almost one-liner. Yeah. And then, yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm sure you already yeah. planned that. But. Cut it out. All right. Banksy's got something to say. Yeah, I think uh, with the fat thing in the beginning, I think you should have went with I was a fat kid instead of my favorite book was The Hungry Caterpillar. Caterpillar. I think it would flow a little bit better if you did that. Like reverse? Yeah, reverse oh, that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Cool. Then it's almost like another one-liner. Yeah. I was a fat kid. So my, my favorite book was The Hungry Caterpillar. Yeah. All right, yeah. cool. Actually, you know what? And I, well, so I didn't hear that. I'm just hearing it now. But also, you could just say my favorite book should have been If You Gave a Mouse a Cookie. Oh, yeah. Then know. he wants some sprinkles to go with it. Yeah. Yeah. I know that book. That's a good one. And then... I mean, you, I'm a lot of, there's a lot of good children's stories. Yeah, right. I like the Runaway Bunny because it ends with a, I have a carrot. <laughs> it's also just give a moose a milkshake. Oh, is that is the, that as one a of spin-off the... sequel to give a mouse a cookie? Oh, if you give a cat a cupcake, is another. There's also if you give a cat a cupcake. Any other comments about children's stories or jokes? Anyone? Bueller. All right, clap wildly for Chris Vialta, yay! Wild clapping. We have a new comedian next. It is not a familiar name. In fact, I can't even pronounce his last name. It looks like a cross between 
Caspi and something else. But his name is Luke, everyone. Clap your hands together for Luke. Luke? No Luke. He was the guy who was in here and he was kind of sitting in the corner and he was a new guy. Yeah, he's guy. not in the corner. Not in the corner anymore. All right. He got scared. You guys are all too talented. Your next comedian. Super funny lady. And uh, she's also the webmaster of Mutiny Radio. Hey, everybody. Laugh wildly and take notes and give her comments. The jokes of Brooke Heineken. Um, okay. Uh, did anyone go to the March for Science? Oh, we're all lazy. Uh, no, I didn't, but I feel like it's, it was a better day, Earth Day, the day after uh, when I got to walk around San Francisco and see all of the littered signs <laughs> from the Earth March everywhere. <laughs> like, I don't know what it's, but I saw some homeless dudes, like, repurposing them to build shelters, so that's something. Uh, uh, I've been working out. I went to the gym today uh, to prepare because I have to fly United on Wednesday. <laughs> Can I, is that joke old? Yeah. yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to think of anything related to the fact that I'm flying United. Um, okay. So, is anyone in here a sports fan? Yay! Yeah? Does anyone like feel like they really know sports? Like sports, do you, John Gallagher does. Do, like, do you feel like when you talk to guys, it turns into like dick swinging a little bit, like about who knows more? Yeah? What are your teams? There. Do you know anything about the Cincinnati Reds? Okay, they, they had actually a really big week. They lost a couple games to the Cubs, and you're starting to look skeptical. Like you're about to explain to me some things already. Exactly. I don't know. Like I, I haven't been paying. I don't pay attention to the Reds. All right. Did you see that uh, Hobart Hodes and uh, Tony Crane had really good plays? They had like they set like a record-setting play last week. Did you hear about it? It was. I thought I saw it on ESPN. It was like. I was hoping you would say yes, because somebody actually did say yes to that, uh, and those are not Reds players. Uh, those are minor characters from Saved by the Bell. <laughs> uh, I actually had somebody say, like, oh, totally, when I pulled that. I was hoping it would work. Um, okay, I'm going to uh, cut me off whenever I'm done, but I have a story I'm trying to work out. Okay, so uh, I'm a middle child, in case that wasn't apparent, I'm, but I'm, like, ultimate middle child. I'm, I'm fourth of seven, uh, which means that I didn't get a lot of attention as a kid, uh, which means my mom didn't notice uh, when my appendix burst. She, she didn't notice for 10 more days after my appendix burst. And I even asked her, I was like, what, what finally broke the camel's back? And she said, well, you stopped eating. Uh, I was like, all right, I guess that's a telltale sign. Uh, so she finally took me to the hospital. Uh, uh, she's kind of like the opposite of a hypochondriac. I grew up with like a, you're fine, mom. Uh, so I had to get a bunch of stuff taken out, or what I like to call my weight loss surgery. And <laughs> uh, I was 12. And my mom at first was really worried, uh, and then she was really pissed, because she realized she had to call my dad. <laughs> I think that's what she most resented me for, was not getting sick. But I spent the entire month just being sky high, uh, and realized these, I was like, now I understand why people do drugs. This is great. I think I saw the movie Edward Scissorhands, but I might have dreamed it. That might have been the doctor. I honestly don't know. Uh, there's a whole month in my childhood that's just gone. Uh, but my mom, after I got out of the hospital, like the first day I got out was like, bitch, we're going to church. Uh, and so I don't know how many children you know that get sick, but when your kid hasn't eaten for a month, like any solid food, 
The first thing you should not feed them is communion wine. Uh, projectile vomited all over the priest uh, and the rest of the church, but they, everyone kind of knew because they had been in, I'd been in the prayer basket for a while, so I got a pass. Um, except the, the afterwards, the hospital, I had to teach my mom how to give me like IV medication. And I was, I was a little skeptical. I was like, do you not realize this is the woman who just ignored me for 10 days? <laughs> uh, but she did it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm working on that. St- oh, what did I write here? I don't know. Uh, all right. I'm working on this whole, s- this story. Any feedback you have on it? Uh, the only thing I was going to say is I also have never been to Coachella, uh, but I've been to the State Fair, which is like the Coachella of Ohio. Um, I think I'm done. Thank you. The State Fair of Ohio. First, I'm sure I can imagine you actually being like Miss, I don't know, Hot Dog or something. <laughs> Brooke Heineken. Miss, Miss Corn Dog from Ohio. I love it. Uh, comments for Brooke Heineken. Yeah, I, I love the uh, story and where it's going. Um, one thing that I think you glossed over that you could definitely punch and emphasize is when your mother says, bitch, we're going to church. Okay. Just pause and say, yeah, no, that's how she said it. Is, yeah. Bitch, we're going to church. Uh, yeah, and uh, it just kind of emphasizes this kind of dysfun- dysfunctional relationship that you have with your own mother. Uh, and that she doesn't know. I love that you brought back around to the, you know, you're trusting a woman who didn't realize <laughs> that I had a burst of panic, so awesome set. And uh, Ken wants to say something. You could also mention that she was much more emphatic about going, you going to church than to the hospital. Oh, yeah. So now you want to take me somewhere. I forgot to mention that she told me she was glad it happened because... Having the scar here makes me not ever want to wear like cut off shirts. (laughs) That works well because of the joke with the weight loss when you were 12 or whatever, and then you're like, so I've got my tummy tuck surgery or whatever. That's cute. You're lucky you didn't die. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you should probably have gone into sepsis and be dead and stuff. That's great that you're still alive. Yeah, I gotta, I wanna say, I wanna make a joke about that. It works with the family plot. Like they were trying to get rid of you early with the yeah. seven of you. They're oh, like, we just had too many kids, <laughs> right? That you wanted to get your spot early. There were too many yeah, kids. It's called shotgun. Yeah, they realized they realized early on that seven was just too many. So just kill off the one in the middle, one of those ones. <laughs> or you're the last. Are you the youngest? That's right. You're the no, I'm last, You're in the middle. That's Fourth right. Time. Of course, you'd be overlooked. Yeah. For ten days, <laughs> why is that bitch? Why is in, why is Brooke bitching all the time? In She's my dying. defense, uh, <laughs> she was not religious. I was the one who asked to go to church, and I thought I had pneumonia. So, like, there are some mitigating factors okay. to her parenthood. Oh, I just thought you could you could say something at the beginning, just about like. Uh, well, apparently you can live for ten days after your appendix bursts. I found that out the hard yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. Because I didn't think I, I thought you'd be dead too. But um, or and I also thought something when you were talking about being in the hospital and being on drugs. You were like, they gave me good drugs. I either saw Edward Scissorhands or had an awesome hallucination. I'm not exactly yeah. sure which one. Yeah. Or woke up in the yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Thank you. Like that. All right. Cool. Thanks, guys. Yay! Brooke Heineken. Yay! If you're enjoying the the music and the fills, it's from Realms of Vision. Go look them up, like them on Facebook, book, Facebook. Your next comedian 
I mean, I feel like I should bump him just because everyone always does, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to. It's his turn. It's his turn. We're going to let him go up. Uh, I don't know why, why that started or why it came about. He's a very funny guy. You guys going to enjoy his jokes. Everybody clap wildly for Ian Levy. Uh, Brooke ended on a joke about uh, state fairs. I just reminds my my state fair experience. My favorite ride on the state fair was uh, the Gravitron in Sacramento. But for some reason, uh, when I did it at, at my state fair, I just have a memory of I think they'd given up doing like music and they had these little TV screens in there and they were just playing movies in the Gravitron. Uh, still to this day, the only way I've seen Rush Hour is just stuck to a wall upside down. <laughs> well, Jackie Chan says I don't want any trouble. That's, I don't know. I had an interesting experience today. Um, I, uh, I work in a cafe, uh, and there's a lot of regulars who come in, and for the most part, they're all they're all fine. But sometimes there's just people who you just don't like talking to because they're just you know they don't have anything to say. It's just really a strain to make conversation with them, but they hang out and they want to talk with you. Uh, and today uh, I didn't work today, but I was walking down the street. And I saw one of the regulars who always comes in and talks to me. He's just one of the people who, perfectly nice guy, but just it's it's a struggle to make conversation with him. Uh, and like we made eye contact as we're walking down the street, and he like smiles and waves at me, and I kind of give him like a little oh hello, and then he like we're walking opposite ways, and then he stops to ha- in you know in signaling that we're gonna have a conversation, and I just kept walking. <laughs> And I like looked behind to say like, oh, bye. And he had just like was still standing there, I think waiting for me to stop and engage a conversation. And it felt so good. It just felt <laughs> to keep walking away while well, he had his boring conversation. I know so much about his son. And I, just, <laughs> I do. I, and I don't want to. <laughs> and I know about the time he spent in Australia. I don't know. Oh, God. <laughs> um... I had uh, I I think I want to start uh, talking about race a bit more. I, f- I feel I'm entitled to because uh, because I have a black friend. <laughs> I've I've you know uh, a, a person I know is a black. I can call him that because we're friends. You know he's uh is he's, he's a nice guy though. His, his name is uh, Arjun Patel. He's a good. Uh, <laughs> He's like my black friend. He's, you know, he's not like, you know, he's not like a stereotype or a character. He's not like most black people, you know. He doesn't like, he doesn't do any stereotypes. He doesn't like eat watermelon or chicken or he just mostly eats like curry and samosas and mango juice. He doesn't watch like Barbershop or any of those, stere- you know, he watches like movies with like singing and dancing. A lot of weird it's the weirdest like jive talk i've ever heard i don't know i don't i don't even think it's english it's 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 but he's my black friend so it's you know i feel i'm entitled to talk to him he's always you know that's the end of that it's, it's <laughs> i don't i don't know where to go from there <laughs> oh uh, there's another thing I want to. It's not really a joke. It's just an idea I thought was interesting. Uh, do you guys do you guys know the Bilderbergs? The Bilderbergs, yeah, the uh, supposed the organization that controls everything. Um, I, I've been reading up on the Bilderbergs. I like I like the fact that their name is Bilderberg. is is nice to know that uh, even though they're a supposedly evil organization controlling the world, uh, they're still Jewish. So like that's a nice. The name like Berg, like you know. 
But but on top of that, I, I think it's interesting that the Bilderbergs are, are despite how you feel about um, conspiracy theories, they are a real organization. They are a real group of people who actually formed uh, shortly after World War II. And it was just interesting because their ideas, essentially, they, they meet and have, you know, and they're not actually planning, you know, control of the world, but they just they just talk about, it's like people sharing business interests. Bill Clinton has met with them. There's a lot of, um, uh, what's his name? The guy who did everything for Nixon, um, his secretary of state. Kissinger. Kissinger. Yeah, Kissinger is big into the Bilderbergs. That's it. But it's interesting that the, the, the basically idea came out of post-World War II, uh, the high up people in the world saw that there was a lot of uh, uh, a lot of emotion that caused the Holocaust and stuff like that. So how can we, what's something that's not evil that we can put, you know, something that's in the best interest for everyone uh, and they chose uh, corporations <laughs> is what to invest in. Uh, which worked out well. Which worked out well, I think. Um, I don't know. This was funny in my head and, and, and in the shower earlier today. But, uh, Okay, that's that's it, I think. Bye, guys. <laughs> Ian Levy! Thinking about things in the shower, bringing them here to you. What do you think? People getting to microphones, scurrying. Well, I think, uh, I, I don't know. Oh, I have one now. Um, uh, you should bring the shower to the stage. Perhaps uh, some kind of a portable shower. And then uh, the jokes will just be fun. And then... Don't tell him again. Okay, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Just kidding, you were, you were funny. Oh, thank you. Uh, I'm also, uh, I think, uh, with the, the joke about your friend, I think you should just have a puppet masturbating while you tell the joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Second his. I, can we just That's a great idea. Oh, dear. I, if you had a masturbating puppet on stage, I, well, that would a, be I, insane. I will, I will say, Pam, uh, I do have a puppet who I've, I've only done it at Showdown, but I just... <laughs> I just masturbate a puppet, so that oh, is, that's funny. That is a bit I have done. <laughs> wow, that is true. Yeah. Wow. Nothing but. If you could bring that here so that we could listen to it on the radio, wow, that would be great. See, I figured it wasn't really radio, but I don't well, say anything. Well, the sound just... of one puppet masturbating is great. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll I'll bring it next week. Awesome. Thank you. Looks like John has no. He's coming in. He's well, coming out. He's nothing to say. I, I, have, I have one. I have All right, one. say it. Well, hey, uh, just so you know, Steve Martin's joke on his first album was a visual joke. <laughs> oh wow, yeah, that's should, hilarious. Yeah, you just need five minutes of that puppet yeah, jerking yeah. off into a microphone. Yeah. <laughs> but the difference between gold. me and Steve Martin is I'm not a talentless hack. So oh, oh, oh shots fired. Steve Martin's one of my favorite. Take that, Steve, you old fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw cheaper by the dozen too. Dumb uh, bitch, Steve Martin. Wow, he did sell, <laughs> sell out on that out, one. Yeah. yeah, I agree. That's true. It's fair enough. I did watch all of that movie, Cheaper by the Dozen 2. The first one's good. There's no, hot... <laughs> I've seen the first one, too. <laughs> I like the first one. Uh, it's a better uh, book. I like the... I think I want to hear more... I want to hear the boring details about the sun, and I think you could pull off somehow just telling us, like, boring details. You could, I think, make it funny. Okay. Just be like, I know you don't want to hear this. I don't want to either. Something yeah. Like, you know? Yeah. Because a lot of your jokes are just like continual doubling down on things that aren't funny. So like, <laughs> Shots fired. Uh, while I'm at the critique portion of my feedback, it's a real hard sell to make for you to pivot from like calling someone a black and then trying to talk about post-war construction of corporations. Yeah, I mean, those they're just separate bits that were floating around in my head. Because yeah. one bit, I'm, I have to be 
my, myself and the other bit I have to uh, talk about corporations. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's where I was going. To be fair, that kid really does not sound like your stereotypical black. No. <laughs> also, is that like a thinly veiled Argent Banerjee you're talking about? <laughs> well, the bit came from talking to him. Actually, I think I think you might have been there when I was talking Wasn't about just confusing black people with Indian people. <laughs> the, um, that, that, I mean, that's the whole bit. Yeah. <laughs> um. I do think there's potential. I think you, it'd be a fun challenge for you to try and act out the scenario that you, where you pass the guy on the street, like actually start to like recreate the yeah, walk. Yeah, okay. you obviously don't have a lot of space here, but could be- no, no, I, I get what you're saying. With regards to the Bilderbergs, uh, as you were describing them, I feel like, and this may not be your style at all, actually, but you describe what they are. Cabal people accuse them of controlling the world, and then, uh, so of course they're Jews, and then the Bilderbergs. Yeah. So instead of saying, oh, and they're still Jews, they'll be like, of course they're Jews. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. down on the protocols of the elders. Yeah. There. When you said Bilderberg, all I could think of was Build-A-Bear. Okay. So I feel like I know that they're a thing or whatever. but conspiracy build a, Yeah, there's a bear. And you're like, yeah, yeah. you build a bear. You're like, I'm going to take uh, my build, bear. I'm going to give it. Owl. They worship owls. I'm going to give. Yeah. I'm going to make my bear an owl. And I'm yeah. going to give yeah. it. John, you're woke as fuck. Right, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna make a build a burg. I'm gonna make a build a bear, and it's gonna be an owl, and okay. it's gonna be, it's gonna be infested with anthrax or whatever the fuck. Everybody, clap wildly for uh, Ian Levy. Thanks, guys. Yay, Ian! Is there anything? Can you guys think of a more disgusting food combination than ham and bananas? Can you get any grosser than ham and bananas? I mean, I'm just. Okay. Uh, questions. Just questions for the crowd tonight. Your next comedian has a great show here on Wednesday nights from 10 to midnight. It's called The Night Space. You're going to love him. Take notes. Pay attention. Give him good comments. Everybody, it's Arden! Thank you, Pam. Thank you, Mutiny. Uh, hey, everybody. Uh, Pam, I had one of your treats, so this is going to get interesting. Uh, so... Uh, everyone, when we were talking about uh, Cheap by the Dozen 2, I think when they were thinking of good movie, they were thinking of Father of the Bride. Oh. Yeah, that would have been good Steve Martin, not sell out Steve Martin. So, Anyway, I love Steve. If he ever wants to hire me for anything, I'll do it. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, I was thinking to myself, because I'm poor, uh, I was on my PS4, and I was going through all the games I could possibly buy, and I was thinking to myself, $60 for a fucking video game? I'm just gonna go get laid, and not, and not, <laughs> and not pay for it. Get laid, okay? I'm talking. Find a girl on the internet, take her out for, co- take her out for coffee, because a first date should never be longer than two hours, because that's the length of a feature-length film, and if it goes longer than two hours, you're running out of shit to talk about, all right? Or you're getting way too deep, and you're never gonna fuck. So you go out for coffee, so I take her out for coffee. Cost me zero dollars, because I take her to where I work. Yeah! Yeah! And so we have a nice talk, and maybe we'll walk around the mission. And then, uh, second date, I, I, I take her to Dolores. Let's go get baked! Again, pot-free. I, you know, I've got all that stuff with me. And, uh, you know, a nice afternoon, right? Just hanging out. And third date, uh, that's when I actually spent a little bit of money. I, I spent about 20 bucks on burritos. Uh, at El Farolito, and then, uh, yeah, and then I'm getting laid. Uh, so, yeah, why $60 for a video game? I don't understand, nerds. 
Just do, do what I do. Just, just cheap dates and yeah. Anyway. Uh, and speaking of the coffee, you are all addicted and your drug is caffeine. And I know this because when I ring you up and you have a food item and a coffee and I say it's X amount and you say, oh, I only have enough for one. You always put back the food. That's what the lab rat does in the cocaine experiment. It keeps hitting the lever for cocaine and not for food until it dies. Okay? And I don't understand why they don't just do the same exact experiment but with weed and lab rat. Well, because the government would finally find out that the lab rat would hit the weed once and then hit the food about 10 times. And uh, farm subsidies would go up. So that's good, you know? Anyway, I'm saying, just, Mr. Trump, if you're listening to me, uh, uh, please, please legalize weed for everybody, because Canada's about to do it, and we don't want to be second to Canada now, do we? Come on. Uh, uh, I gotta say, I'm, I'm way too competitive, uh, and it comes to everything, uh, and this is why I suck on dates, is, uh, you know, if we go play pool, I'm, I'm a former pool hustler, so I just win every game because I can't let her win. And, you know, if we go play darts, um, I'm winning every match. And uh, uh, one night this came out with a girlfriend and uh, we were at trivia night and the category came up uh, pornography. And I said, oh, we're fucking winning this one. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, that's how I lost her. Uh, but my friend Mike is coming to visit and uh, I did once catch him in the act of masturbating while we were in college together. Uh, but I did get back at him because he was looking at the por- uh, pop-up ads for porn, not even any porn. So I just sent him some videos and he's watching and he's going, ooh, this stuff's really hot, but something's not quite right. And it was about four minutes into it, uh, when he was good and hard, he realized it was tranny porn. Anyway, that's been my time. My name's Arden. Arden! Hooray! I enjoyed that first premise very much about... Um, instead of, but uh, I think you have to do something with the timeline. You have to mention it at the front. Like you can, you've got 60 bucks. You can like buy this video game right now and then spend the next three weeks winning this video game. Or you can spend 60 bucks and win a girl's heart and that's, and win her vagina. Yeah. It's like, I do something about the time. It's the same three weeks or the same four weeks to win the game. Yeah. I was thinking about the investment in time, like uh, three dates, totaling like six hours and I make minimum wage, that's like nothing. Right. right? Versus $60, that's like three, no, that's more like four hours of my time. Right? It's like, come on. But when you, when you buy a video game, you have what? You have how many hours? You have what, 100 hours of time that you're going to have fun with it? 20 and like, 40 on average. Oh, so it's not very long to win a no. game. It just takes me a long time because I'm stupid. Well, that's good. But, so then you, but I would equate that to like you're still going to have the same amount of time. You're going to have 20 to 40 hours of fun with a woman for exactly. 60 bucks. Make that equation and I think it'll come across better. Awesome. Love it. Thank you. Oh, I, I was just going to say, uh, I've met a lot of women who are, who are fine, uh, but I've never met anyone with like the emotional depth uh, or high definition <laughs> graphics of The Witcher 3. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, video games aren't as, you know, it's like a 90 hour campaign before the side content, so I'm, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know if your theory holds water. <laughs> Arden. You're gonna die alone. <laughs> Your last joke. 
But there's a lot of women you could sleep with in, in The Witcher 3. If you play The Witcher 3, okay. Can... okay, Ken's got actual feedback. Uh, so your last joke, uh, yeah. did, did your friend finish? Uh, no, he didn't. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I just need to know that. Yeah. Uh, with regards to your coffee um, cocaine analogy, yeah, you could spin that as a positive, though, in that you could look at it as a way to purge or call off a group of people who are going to slowly starve themselves for their addiction. Yeah, actually, I don't know how you could say this positive, but I was like, oh, that's great. Actually, I was thinking about it more in terms of the next diet fad. Uh, the fact that, you know, I have to run to the bathroom 10 times a day uh, and that, you know, if I don't constantly eat, I lose weight at work because I'm drinking coffee all day. So there's, there's a whole thing around um, either killing off the people who drink coffee well, just, or, yeah. you know, having them uh, be very thin model type people, you know, so. Win-win. But like, you're kind of like the drug dealer in this scenario. So now oh, you yeah. understand like philosophy behind keeping your, your clients yeah, hooked. Right. And I don't understand why it makes so little. <laughs> relative to that. Yeah. Yeah. The only piece of feedback I was going to say is that you, the way you deliver, your first bit is very, is funny. Mm -hmm. Like the, the, the um, parallel between uh, the sex and the video game. Yep. The way you delivered it though was like a little callous. Okay. About, yeah. And I like I believe me, I'm not like telling you how to tell your jokes, but no, like, no, it no. took me a while to buy into it because I was like, who the fuck is this guy <laughs> yeah. thinking like, oh, like women are like I'm not this video game is inexpensive entertainment, so let me get some cheap entertainment from women like that. <laughs> right. That yeah. was originally how I thought it was, and then it clearly didn't go that direction. <laughs> right. But like. Yeah, Maybe no, take the wording of it. I, it, that's the thing. Some of my jokes definitely, depending on how I tell them, come across as misogynistic but and terrible. Want, and if that's what you want to own. Oh, no, really but that it, anyone who knows my humor knows that's not the way I try and go with it. I try and be subversive and subvert the expectation that it would go that way. So no, I like that feedback. I, I am still kicking around how I'm delivering that. So thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Anyone else? No. Clap wildly. Well, it's Arden. Yay. <laughs> All right, you guys are in for a motherfucking treat all the way from Berkeley coming out here to San Francisco. I haven't seen him in a while. Always a pleasure. You guys, honestly, get ready to slap those meat paws together and laugh your asses off for Thomas Bridgman. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah. Quality construction. This right here is an example of what makes this country great. Uh, I, I live in uh, Oakland now, not that that's, I mean, it's parsing, you know, I just, whatever, just uh, really milking that. Yeah, Oakland, so, you know, totally, totally fearless, you know, living life on the arch. Uh, I, so I just, uh, I just uh, embarked upon a um, big life change because I fell in love with somebody and I, prior to this I've been tanking the ship they've been steering directly at the rocks i'm probably i'd say i'm probably the most like have been the most depressed and suicidal person that, m that most of my friends know um <clears throat> which means like you know you've got no uh uh when, when you have nothing to lose when you have no you know reason to to try and take care of 
the mothership. You know, you start ignoring the uh, rusty, the rusty volts here and there. And uh, apparently, when you turn the ship too quickly around, uh, you can capsize. Because I was in the ER the other day, basically for being healthy. They were just like, "Oh my God, you, st- <laughs> you stopped with the cocaine and the and the whiskey straight up the nose, both of them. You just mix it up <laughs> in a solution and putting it up your your anus first, and then absorbing some there, and then drinking some, and then you know, as a fun. I had a, a number of just flexi straws going from hole to hole. Uh, should try it sometime. It's intense. Um, but I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk to you guys about the dance, the moonwalk. You guys familiar? Yeah, it's famous, famous dance. Famously uh, 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 dubbed the, uh, an affront to the art form of movement by Dance Jerk Magazine. Um, not everybody knows this, but the, 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 the moonwalk dance was invented by a young man uh, by the name of Jordash, Jordash Moonwalk. Um, he, his first, uh, he was born Hiccups Moonwalk, but uh, he changed his name because that was just a silly name. <laughs> Hiccups Moonwalk. That's like, that's like a dog, not a person. So Jordash Moonwalk invented the, the moonwalk dance, also known you know, to its detractors as just a transition between up rock and then the little s- the skittles feet on the ground, a little four quarters, you know? <laughs> I'll bet you Jonathan can break dance. I'll bet you're an accomplished break dancer. <laughs> John Gallagher shook his head right away. He's like, I'm not, A, a I'm not Jonathan B. I cannot uh, moonwalk, nor can I break dance. <laughs> Jordash Moonwalk invented the break dance out of necessity. He found himself confronted with a very dangerous criminal in a subway station bathroom in New York City. I'm pretty sure they don't have bathrooms. I'm pretty sure the whole subway is the bathroom in New York City. But anyways, he, uh, he, locked, he locked eyes with a dangerous individual. Uh, and the, the thing is, this, the, this guy's name was Don't Lock Guys With Me. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> huge error on Jordash's, at the time he was still Hiccups, uh, uh, on Hiccups' part. Um, I want you guys for the rest of this to just imagine there's a really sweet, really well-behaved little dog here that's also named Hiccups. And every time I say that name, it, it just looks at me, but then it just goes back to, like, being good, okay? Um, so, J- Jordash Moonwalk. In a very dangerous situation, lock size with don't lock, don't lock, guys with me. And Mr. Guys with me says to him, he says, you know, you are now dead meat, you know, so, or some uh, proxi- uh, some proximity. To that. Uh, uh, um, well, Jordash panics, of course. Uh, uh, he starts to to uh, to stutter and flutter, and you know, churn butter or something. Whatever. I'm just having fun with it. His language. Mr. Guys With Me says to him, the only way you're going to live through this is if you leave this bathroom in the smoothest way possible. What else could he do? (laughs) But then he did this at the end and ran away because he's brave. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Thomas Bridgman. Thank you very much for putting up with us. Jordash Moonwalk and Don't Lock Eyes with Me. Yay! Thomas Bridgman, yay! Mr. Guys with Me. Uh, You're always a genius. All of your improv is always delicious. You say funny things. Yay! I I love the story. I love the build up, the whole bit. Um, uh, I was thinking uh, if the name is flexible instead of uh, Jordash Moonwalk, because Jordash I associate with the genes. I would say Reebok Moonwalk. 
Back. Yeah, then, then, he, then instead that's of actually his brother. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> it's interesting that you know parallel thinking. I mean, yeah. the parent, their, their parents, and you. Yeah. No, that's I like that. I like Reeboks. The the thing about the dog hiccups that was hilarious. That, that the that dog was. looks up and <laughs> then goes back. I to feel like down. all comedians should just start asking audiences to picture real, like the animal that they love the most being really well behaved next to the comic because then. You know, you're just going to get the benefit of the doubt when, uh, when it comes to the seesaw, whether or not you're funny. <laughs> <laughs> the humor seesaw. You guys have any things to say? You can tell him how funny he is. That works, too. Uh, John Gallagher. John Gallagher's not into that. He doesn't like to give compliments. He's... <laughs> Are you... Do you have, a new, you have a new person? You're in love again? That's nice. So you're not going to kill yourself anymore? Nah. That's good. I'm going to stick around for a little while. <laughs> I hate leaving parties and then uh, you find out something really cool happened afterwards. <laughs> boo, 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 boo. Any comments for Thomas Bridgman? How about keep clapping wildly? Yay! <laughs> My music got faded out. That's okay. Your next comedian. He has a stellar beard and an attitude to match. You guys are going to love him. Get those, get those hands together and slap them in a wild, clappy-like motion for John Gallagher! Hey, it's the 24th, baby. Hey. Yeah, I don't know if you guys know, the four, uh, 424, this today marks the annual celebration, or not spell a celebration as much as commemoration of the Armenian, the Turkish-Armenian genocide. You guys know that today? Yeah. Yeah, so... Thing that was cool is the Trump administration refused to acknowledge it as a genocide, but Donald Trump was quoted saying, "It sounds like a great idea." That's uh, sounds very excellent. I uh, what's I think Brooke was talking about signs at Earth Day. I forgot they were the the march for technology and Earth Day was on the same day. I was right up by the uh, I was in a cafe right by the 24th and Mission BART station, and somebody from Earth Day walked in with one of their signs, and their sign said, "Science made Viagra." Mic drop. Like, what? It's like science made your fucking sign, too, you fucking idiot. Science made those markers. Science gave you Earth Day, I think. Science created the day. Science created the progress of time to give you Earth Day. Uh, that made me very uh, happy to see. It's very exciting to see dumb stuff. Um, I uh, was very excited the other day because I got to do... Uh, I was like getting really excited because I went to around a building around my corner and I was like, all right, I'm going to finally make changes in my life. This is going to be great. I got a library card and that was something I was, yeah. Oh yeah, but I don't, but I don't think that's not worth applauding. Like they give them to literally anybody. <laughs> like you'll give me, you don't need any, you don't even need to be a California resident. I found that out. They'll just give you, you don't even have to live in the area. I just gave my Nevada, I, my Nevada driver's license got me a California library card. Then what I did, what I did when I used to have a library card was just be a child. Like that's all I had to do was be a child and go to the library and the government goes, you get to read books now. And I was in my head now as an almost 30 year old man was like, yeah, I'm getting tired of getting fucking Shanghai by all this book money, these fucking, <laughs> these fucking lucrative publishing boys out there. Uh, what is it? Oh, 
you know, I was I was thinking I like to talk about how what good of a dad I would be, and the reason I was thinking I'd be a good dad is I think I'd be particularly good. I'm like a gentle, nice man, but I'd be very good on discipline. And I think the only there's only certain things that kids can understand you can do without being too aggressive, right? I think the only way I'd t- punish my child for talking back to me was I'd carry around with me all the time like a tiny basketball hoop, and then whenever he talked back to me, I'd place him under the hoop and then slam dunk on him as hard as possible <laughs> and be like, "Yeah, come back from that, bitch." <laughs> I don't know if you can ever come back from getting dunked on if you're a kid. You know what I mean? Uh, I listen. I hate listening to Joe Rogan's podcast all the time because I think he's. Uh, I've gotten into a fight with somebody like he's smart. Uh, I'm like, dude, he's like my fucking gym teacher. He fucking sucks. He got the hit in the head for a living. Like my least favorite thing to hear Jim Ro- Joe Rogan Jim Jim Rogan Joe Rogan talk about is whenever he talks about like politics or government. His uh, end all his end all be all is always like just give everybody DMT and LSD, uh, and then they'll fucking figure it out. It's like guys, uh, there's a lot of people that whose lives have been improved by taking acid or mushrooms. But you know whose lives have also not improved by taking acid and mushrooms? Uh, a lot of pieces of shit I know. Like tons of people that are fucking addicted to drugs, giant human piles of garbage. Like I don't. Know if you guys know this silicon valley right now what they do to make themselves better at working is microdose every day they take acid to make themselves better at their job which means that like all these guys making these shitty apps and shitty things are just microdosing they're taking acid and they're like having these fucking breakthroughs and their breakthroughs are like hey i could replace people with robots and make millions more dollars <laughs> It just makes you a better, fucking more focused, awful you, right? That's all it does. If you're the devil, it just makes you a better devil, a better, more focused devil. I don't know. No, I don't know. Right? I mean, you just want to, want, you want the, I want the A-plus devil. Fuck this Lucifer motherfucker. He would have found a way to, he would have found a way, Lucifer, if, he was, if he'd taken acid, he would have found a way to stay in heaven and beat the shit out of God and make him work for him, like fucking Trump. <laughs> He's like, you fucking roasted me at the White House dinner, now I'm the president. But that's the devil doing that to God. Uh, let's see. Um, oh, people are talking about Coachella tickets. It's crazy that like even super rich people have like Coachella tickets, like, he was talking about the Bilderberg meeting. Like we have the Bohemian Grove in San Francisco, which is where all the Bohemian, like where all they all meet. And I feel like if you are a billionaire who doesn't get invited to the Bohemian Grove, that has to be like their equivalent of like missing, missing out on like Coachella tickets. Like that's like what it is. Like how do you think Hillary's gonna feel so shitty when she can't get in on the fucking weird owl orgy that happens in the fucking Bilderberg meeting? She's never fucking getting on that ever again. We got it back. Oh, or not. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I think that's going to be... Yeah, that's going to be pretty much it. Thanks, guys. John Gallagher! Hysterical new jokes. Yay! I hate Joe Rogan, too. Yeah, I don't know. The just, fuck I, that guy. I kind of agree, yeah. You know why I don't like him? Because he gets to say whatever he wants and he thinks he's so fucking smart and he gets all the money and he's not saying anything different than any of us are saying, but because he was on some stupid fear factor bullshit, he thinks he's the smartest person alive. Fuck you, Joe Rogan. Yeah. I just, yeah, I don't, I just don't like him. He rubs me the wrong way. He rubs me the wrong way, too. Yeah. Also, um, you talked about the, that whole thing about the robots was great, but then I would add something like, you know, they're on LSD. At least it's not meth because then they'd just be making sex robots that you would fuck and then murder. Oh, yeah, but like also, when 
one of those guys pr- definitely took acid. Was like, yeah, I could make a fuck robot. Right, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, that, I love the the acid jet, But I would I would throw something in there because if, if they were act if they were microdosing with meth, that's when things would really oh, go oh, wonky, oh, oh, right? Because okay. oh, then they'd be like, I'm gonna fuck this robot and I'm gonna chop its head off and we're gonna get more heads. We're gonna get different heads that we can replace the robots oh, with. See. Like, because it's it's microdosing meth is you know a little bit worse. That's hilarious. Okay, that's funny. Okay. Good. Yay. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. Uh, Just so everybody knows, there are three more open mics tonight. You can go up to the saloon up on Potrero and 17th Street. Brainwash goes until 9 o'clock. That's on 7th and Folsom. Or you can go out to the residence, which is uh, out there on Church Street by the Safeway. It's a showcase tonight. Never mind about the residence. I didn't know they were doing showcases. Now, that's exciting. Oh, no, the bar's closed. Oh, the bar is closed. Okay, everything's changing. Your next comedian is a hilarious fellow. I enjoy his comedy very much. Every time I see him, he gets funnier and funnier. Clap your hands together for Ken Suzuki. Thank you. Uh, I know we're strapped for time, so I just want to do the one that I was working on. Uh, let's play off an old theme. So uh, my girlfriend and I have been trying to get more health conscious lately. Uh, so now we're using coconut oil as lubricant. <laughs> it's amazing. Have you heard of this stuff, coconut oil? It's amazing. It's great for you. Apparently it gets you, gives you your MCTs, you know. You get your good omega-6 fatty acids while you're going ass to mouth. You can cook with it. You can put it, yeah. You can cook with it. You can put it in your coffee. Use it as moisturizer. It's like the all-purpose lubricant. The edible all-purpose lubricant. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah, the super lube. It's like the Swiss Army knife of lubricants. Wow, I thought that was going to be much longer. I think that's all that joke entailed. So anyway, uh, yeah, it was uh, March for Science was recent. We had that recently. Hey, uh, don't you think, don't you fuckers think you guys should be out sciencing instead of marching for science? Believe me, we already know you're a nerd. Uh, Earth Day. Earth Day. I like Earth Day because this is a day we get to show our dominance and let Earth know that we stand on it. It doesn't stand on us. Yeah, Earth Day. Okay. Yeah, that was, I only wanted to work on the lubricant joke. I've been playing with lubricant for like the last couple weeks and coconut oil, but I know. As, as a premise. As a premise, and uh, Pam knows I'll beat one to death until I can. Ah! This is terrible. <laughs> until I can make it work. Uh, but yeah, just uh, finding a way to integrate like being healthy, and health food, and then and, and lube. Any feedback? So uh, everybody clap wildly first. Ken Suzuki's new joke. He's been thinking. He's been working with lubrication for a few weeks now. Everybody, so which is which is funny. That when you said that at the end, that's really funny too just that you what was the second bit you did after the lubricant thing what about standing on earth doesn't stand on us uh so it was earth day going back to earth day oh uh uh, they're marching for science why don't you go you know do science Mm -hmm. right like yeah like like start like why don't you fucking cure cancer just something like give examples of shit they should be doing instead of whining about getting their funding cut Examples of sciencing. Yeah. Right. Exam- uh, make a new Viagra or make a, I don't know, whatever yeah. science things are important. Stem cell babies. Yeah. I don't know. Something, something cool. You know. Something science. But, uh, nano, those nano. Are ways, but I would really like, nanotubes. I, I like feedback on the lube. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he, wants, he wants lube specific feedback. You want. Because those are going to be, those are throwaways, those first. Well, I just thought, 
I just thought you could say something like, uh, oh, so, yeah, science has been working on a, an edible lube for a long time, and, and nature already gave it to us in coconut oil. Or so, yeah, I thought that was... That no, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was going to say, like, it seems like you had a couple of use cases there, so maybe, like, talk about the moisturizing, the cooking, the sex, and some other things, and then maybe use the same jar for all those things? I don't know. Well, yeah, see, Ooh. See edible all-purpose loop. All-purpose, yeah, all-purpose like oil loop. Yeah. And then maybe you're doing one thing, and then you realize that it's the you know remnants from the other thing. Yeah, yeah. superfood, yeah. super loop. And you could smoke it, too. Just kidding. I don't think I, you can smoke it. I, I just popped in my head you could do something like, you can, you, I don't know, you could throw into a cannibalism joke because like, you can loop somebody up for, for sex, and then you can eat, they, it's ready, they're ready to be cooked afterwards or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just a thought. Yeah, I was linking cooking and lube, and yeah. Well, like we go into my asking joke. Well, you could also just become a smoker, and then you cough up enough lung butter that that can be used as its own lubricant. Lung butter. Lung butter. Lung butter. Yeah. It's, uh, it's edible. It sounds much hotter than it is, doesn't it? Thank you. Lung butter. All right, guys. Next week, you'll hear me come back with uh, more. Thank you. I think I've had enough on the lube feedback. I'll get a joke out of that. But uh, prepare for the next couple weeks. I won't stop talking about hand-me-down sex toys. Thank you. Yay! Hand-me-down sex toys! And Ken Suzuki, looking forward to the weeks to come. Badumch, you're next. You're next comedian. We have, we have one more with comments, and then we're going to have one guy go without comments, and then we're going to go to the Warriors game. Your next comedian, uh, funny guy. He's been on a bunch of showcases here. Uh, can't wait to see him again. Everybody clap wildly for Chris Armio. So I get comments or no? no, no. Oh, awesome. Oh, okay, awesome. Okay, um, because I, I need I need help. Okay, anyway. No, it's a uh, No, we it's been it's been raining lately. We yeah, we kind of had we had like a little bit of bad weather. We had kind of like a rainy season this. Is it just me or do we do you miss the drought weather? Like did, when it was ra- when it was raining, were you like did anybody else think like do I really need the faucet to work? I can, can we can bathe I can bathe in like, you know, bottled water. I think I I can figure that out. I um no, I, you know, I think the whole thing is funny about like the how this drought thing came up. It was like People from was is people on the space station that figured it out, right? So there had to be somebody, somebody that works at that lake or something, and was just like getting a call from NASA. And one day he was like, "Hey, Thompson, I broke this. Thing. Okay, hey, Thompson, you been checking on the lake? Somebody from a guy from space is calling me. He's telling me it's low. <laughs> I don't know. That's that, that's as much as that joke I have as I have. Um, I don't know. We've probably all been pulled over. What, have you ever, have you ever tried to ask a cop like to give you a warning? Like they, you know, like it's, like they act like whatever they pulled you over for was like, the, like I, I went 18 miles over the speed limit. They, he acted like, like, you know, maybe I raped a goat in like a children's petting zoo or something. Like, and I feel like I'm trying to explain, he made me feel like, like when trying to explain going 18 miles and over, I felt like I was defending something like that. Like I was sitting there going, going, come on, man. There wasn't a sign. I, yeah, that goat, that goat, that goat was looking at me. Yeah, I was like, freak, uh, yeah, it was giving me those, yeah, fuck me right here eyes, you know? Come on, what am I supposed to do? Yeah, that's, that's what, that's what cops make me feel like. They're kind of useless, I don't know. When you, have you ever had anything stolen from you and tried to report it to them? They like, they have no interest in helping you out at all. I have no premise. I just think that's a, or a joke for that. That's just a, 
Just a comment about the police. They kind of suck. I'm I'm figuring out they're 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 worse. Yeah, they're kind of useless. Getting more and more useless. What else did I hear? I had notes. Um, I usually I hate having notes. I usually do the uh, drug testing. We could really use. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I, yeah, they drug test for everything now. Is there is there a job you can't do? Do you have to get drug tested? You I'm, apparently you don't get drug tested for working at a coffee shop. There's no okay. I know. I know. It, it, Aiden, Aiden works at a coffee shop. He, you do not get tried trusted for that. But uh, they seem like to do it for almost anything. Like I, I had a friend that was in finance that got drug tested for working in finance, and I was my my comment was like, were they trying to see if you were on cocaine? I mean, because I have a few friends in finance, and I was under the impression it was a requirement. Like. I'm just picturing her going to like a, an inter or getting called back and being like, hey, listen, there was a problem. Uh, you tested clean. We expect you to be well into your cocaine habit when you start working here. Like, we, yeah, you, we have, we were, you can't, how are you supposed to keep up in finance? And we do not want people starting up a cocaine habit here. We want you to be, uh, have a well-experienced cocaine habit. Uh, you know, I, I, I didn't even get the horn. Jeez, I, yeah, okay, good. All right, I made it to the horn because, I, yeah, I'm, I'm out of material. That's all I had. All right, thank you. Chris Armio! Uh, I love the bit about being on cocaine. Uh, I think uh, there is an out for it where it's like, uh, okay, so maybe you're not on cocaine. Maybe it's just Adderall. Right? It, it's like you, know, you need some sort of stimulant, like focusing type thing. Well, I could say Adderall is not going to cut it. You need. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Now that's really cute. Oh yeah. Adderall isn't going to cut it at this job. You need to be well into your cocaine years here. That, that's, that's the thing. Cute. She should point to the test and say, "See, I tested positive for Adderall." And they're like, "Adderall, not at this level." Yeah. Like, you know. Right. No, no, no. You not if you want a real job. Yeah. yeah that that's cute if you're a couple user, years out of college. The, but at this this level. is the tag on that. Didn't you see Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah. Like, that's the tag. It's like, because they were like doing quail. That's like, got the quaalude tree. It grows in your backyard, and they you just take all the pills. Yay. They weren't sniffing Adderall yet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, no, but, uh, and was there another part that I wanted to do? No, I'll stop hogging, Mike. Okay. All right. Anybody? Anybody? The, the cocaine joke, it's a really great premise. It's really funny. Just okay. keep going into it. Like, okay. No, I, like, I like that. Yeah, and drug. Adderall. And drug tests, you can even go farther and talk about drug testing and other things like, you know, if you're, I mean, I'm trying to think of a job where if you're not high, it's totally unbearable. I don't know, like a preschool teacher? I don't know. You better be high if you're a preschool yeah. teacher. Is it possible to talk to three-year-olds all day if you're not on weed yeah. brownies? Yeah, yeah, Seriously. Yeah, apparently they don't drug test. Do they drug test for preschool? No, no, no. No, they don't. Yeah, they don't drug, drug no. test for preschool. Yeah, they, they know they need to be stoned in that job. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. Um, no. I, I, anything creative, like the arts or anything, you know, you right. have to be stoned okay. for. Um, but some you've got to be on, like LSD or shrooms, like you know. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, there, there, there are a million directions you could take that. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, you want to be a ceramicist? Yeah. Let's <laughs> let's try. These shrooms are really good. You should really go for these philosopher's stones, because otherwise. <laughs> You just, yeah. <laughs> they make, you know, they have a fucking potting wheel and touching dirt all day. I don't know what the fuck they do. Well, Weird awesome. artists. I definitely need to have a ceramicist joke. That's, yeah. that's a funny word. That's awesome. I love that. I love the fact No, if, if you work in coffee uh, and you're not high all day, you're, you're going to lose your marbles. <laughs> Double half calf. Do, 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 you have to, do you have to, like, 
be leveled. You have to take a little weed and then get a bunch of coffee, espressos, and then kind of be like a little bit like. Well, yet. if for yeah. me, so I have anxiety, so I start my day with uh, just a you know a couple whatever, and boom, I'm like you know a million miles an hour because I got to be fast all day, uh, and then as soon as I leave work, I start hitting the pipe just to bring it back down. <laughs> Hit the pipe all day, every day. Hey, clap wildly. That was Chris Armijo. All right, we have one last comedian for you guys, and he's going to be funny. We don't have, we're not giving comments, though, because the Warriors game starts in four minutes. Your next comedian, your last of the night. Clap your hands together for Ankash Murthy. Try, nice try, nice try. Always mess up my name, you know. It's it's a conch, like a conch shell. But, you know, I've heard a cooch, a cock, all sorts of stuff. I didn't know what a cooch was until, uh, you know, a couple of years ago. But I had that nickname throughout high school. Um, so, one joke I wanted to try out here is, uh, how, how many natives do we have here? How many California natives? Anyone? anyone? Oh, yeah? yeah? Okay. Born here. Born here? Okay. Yeah, I'm mainly from the East Coast, uh, from Boston. Uh, and I... <laughs> decided to get out of there exactly that's why that's why I left uh decided to get out of there and drive across the country come to California um and you know I've been here for a year and a half too and I'm pretty convinced that I'm cursed because I drove cross country route 66 and as soon as I stepped across the entryway to California it says welcome to California uh my brakes gave way and uh almost crashed into the car in front of me uh that, that was the first thing and then a couple months later, I was hiking with my girlfriend, and we were out in the uh, in the Sierras or somewhere in the Sierra Nevada range. And um, you know, the chance of rain was 20%. And we were hiking in May, beautiful, beautiful day outside. And we camped out at 12,000 feet. And uh, my girlfriend woke me up at 3 a.m. and she said, "Hey, I think it's raining outside." And I took a look outside, and it was fucking snowing. It was it was a blizzard. Couldn't see shit. And so I was like, ah, you know, maybe it's just some precipitation. Let's wait for a couple hours. And then she wakes me up again a couple hours later, and you still can't see anything. So then we get out of there. We go into the only structure that was nearby. It was an outhouse. And we stayed there for almost a full day before we got rescued by a rescue team. Uh, so, yeah, I got to see her pee and maybe poop. I, I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell. Can't tell if girls pee and poop at the same time because they have that luxury of sitting down. But anyway, uh, so that brought us closer together. Uh, and then third thing was I was walking home from work at my first job in California and, uh, you know, I was walking down, this was in Oakland, uh, Lake Merritt and talking to my girlfriend on the phone, holding a bag of groceries, walking home and two guys come out of nowhere and they point a gun at me and they say, give me all your money. And I mean, what are you going to say in a, in a moment like that? I was like, hold on, I'm talking to my fucking girlfriend. Just give me one second here. Uh, no, they, they took all my shit. I didn't have any money to take my laptop and everything. Uh, and you know, that was, that was incident number three. And whoever said police don't do shit before. Yeah, that's totally right. I reported that shit. $3,000 worth of equipment stolen. They didn't do shit. Um, last incident was recent. I was meeting, uh, my girlfriend for dinner at a place up in Russian Hill and I parked my bike outside to a, uh, almost like a tree structure, but it was pretty solid, you know, not, not like this, but uh, <laughs> pretty solid. Uh, and I locked, <laughs> locked my bike to it, and I went inside, had dinner, it was fantastic, came out, 
And this was a carbon fiber road bike. It was $3,000. And, you know, I came outside and it was fucking gone. And, and, and you know, the, the, the hilarious thing was the whole tree was gone. So it was uprooted. The, the, the nails were taken out. And I was like, I thought about it for a second. I was like, oh, you know what? That, that guy deserved it. He, he, he ripped through this like the fucking Hulk. And, you know, he deserves that bike. So, you know, those are, those are the reasons I think I'm cursed. You know, California. It's not so great. Thank you. Conch! Mercury! Yay! He's cursed! He's cursed! Uh, thanks for being here at the Joke Workshop tonight. You're not cursed. I hope the Warriors aren't cursed. Hopefully they win tonight. I predict... I predicted that they were going to win their game last Wednesday by 26 points. They won by 29. They won on Saturday with a very small margin. And I think they're actually... I'm not even going to say it out loud because of my theories... They're going to win. They're going to win. All right. Thanks, everybody, for being here. Yay. Bye. If you're like me, you're probably wondering, should I inject bleach into my eyeballs with a needle? Well, that's an excellent question. I'm so glad you asked. Statistics show that no. No, you should not inject bleach into your eyeball with a needle. Paid for by the committee to stop injecting bleach into the eyeballs with needles. The Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country, as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. If you want global lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines, vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius.
So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> We are Unleash the Rain, and we're coming to you streaming live every Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. here at MutinyRadio.fm in the Mission in San Francisco. Because we need more rain in San Francisco. Yes, we're still in a drought here in California, but this is a business show, you silly man. Uh, I was hoping for a rain dance. Well, why, that would be a lot of fun, and we do have a lot of fun on the show. What we do is we help small and medium-sized businesses leverage technology to increase revenue and reduce expenses and make it rain for your business. Are you sure it's going to be fun if I listen? We are very fun. We're also real world. We are not messing around. We're going to give you the real deal. Cool. So I can send an email to Vincent at Unleash the Rain or Stacy at Unleash the Rain and ask my business question or my yes, technology question? Absolutely. Ask us your business and technology questions. We would love to answer those on the air. And then listen to our podcast or listen to us live on and, Tuesdays. And also Tuesdays. check us out on Facebook at Unleash the Rain. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find counter-offer, and my offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini, and creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They got them! And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk. Come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds.
This is the story of three strangers hosting an open mic. When comics stop being polite and start getting real. This is the Sick Sad Open Mic. Every Tuesday from 8 to 10 p.m. and every fourth Tuesday as our Sick Sad Showcase. Brought to you by Adrian Villalone, Valerie Vernali, and Katie Carnes. See you there, angsties. You're standing on my neck. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> LSD fap acid fapping fapping acid acid fapping fapping acid fap 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 fap
Welcome to Unleash the Rain. It is a beautiful Tuesday here in San Francisco. We're coming to you live from mutinyradio.fm in the mission. And uh, I'm, I'm it is a live. nice... I'm not really live live. Like I'm well, half live. You're never all live because I don't think anybody can handle that. You can't handle the truth. You can't handle the Vincent. I can't handle I the Vincent. I beg your pardon. That's a great movie. Uh, what is that movie called? What's that movie? Uh, uh, one Good Man. A Few no. Good Men. Huh? A Few Good Men. A Few Good Men. Yeah, that's a great movie. Even uh, though I'm not a big Tom Cruise fan. Who do you think they're referring to? Tom Cruise? Kevin Bacon? I love Kevin Bacon. Uh, not a Tom Cruise fan, but whatever. What are you going to do? Cruise, got, well, A Few Good Men. So I'm assuming that one of those three, or two of those three are good, but Well, one it wasn't Jack Nicholson. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jack Nicholson. What? Right, he was great Jack in that. Nicholson. You can't handle the truth. You can't handle the truth. That was a great movie. Anyway, uh, so uh, we are coming to you live from mutinyradio.fm. I said that before, but we got distracted. You, If you want to recall this, go ahead and give us a call at 415-550-0511. And we, uh, if you want to come down... 315-7217 is our... Okay, sure. Why not? Uh-huh. If you want to get a hold of us, uh, you can reach us at on Facebook at Unleash the Rain and on Twitter at Unleash the Rain. Or you can email me, Stacy at UnleashTheRain.com uh, or my, my fine co-host, Vincent. And you can um, email him at... Uh, Vincent, Vincent at I was I know but I know I was going to tell you that those are my headsets that I gave you because I didn't know if you brought yours so just so you know those are mine they're not great so you I mean so anyway I, I, I was just I, I was he was he was unplugging the headsets I plugged in for him once, um, once upon a time I was really nice the hot chick and she bought me these for yes I did buy you those for Christmas I'm not a hot chick but I don't I don't I know forgot that was you that was me when we started the radio show, remember? I thought it was Way Pam. back when. For some reason, I thought it was Pam. It was way back when we started the radio station. It was like almost a year and a half ago. Yes. I know. Then when we started the radio station, then we hired Pam. Yes. Yeah. What do you mean we hired? We never hired Pam. Pam hired us. Uh, Pam, I was, I was, Pam trained us. <laughs> I got trained on the, on the new board, you know, too. You know, the new old board. Pam as well as I do, if you had just not said anything, she would have believed it. Oh, okay. I can't remember that far back. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, oh, I didn't hit my thing. Um, and so if you ever want to come down and check out the space, uh, we're, we're here every Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. Pacific, so you can listen live. Um, or you can come down and visit us and bring us pie. And we're located at 2781 21st Street in the Mission in San Francisco, and that's Mission in Florida. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Unleash the Rain is really about um, helping organizations leverage technology to increase revenue and reduce expenses and our goal is really to help people you know free up their time uh so that they can focus on their passion whether their passion is inside their business or out and um what what did you what are you looking for my gun okay i forgot my gun okay you don't carry a gun i do i have been for the last three shows why you don't carry a gun stop it you're scaring me now i had a ray gun Okay. Oh, pew 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 pew. I could make the ray gun sound. Yes. So, are you talking? So, you have sound effects. This is great. Well, there's. Oh, geez. Okay, fine. Okay. Anyway. One of those little kidlets stole it. It's okay. I have a ray gun. Pam is. Pam is awesome. Station manager. Yes, station manager. Twice. And she has a show on Friday nights that's from eight to eleven. Eight to ten. Eight to ten. Pam Tastic's comedy showcase Uh, clubhouse. It's a clubhouse. She recently she lost. And tonight, uh, tonight, two ounces. you could, Didn't you lose two ounces when you? Of marijuana? No, no yeah, you no. chopped your finger off. <laughs> you chopped your finger off. Turn, yes. <laughs> hey, absolutely. Yeah. Good. You're up. Yeah. You're up. Yeah, I, I uh, was making chicken last night here for joke workshop for the comedians, and no good good deed goes unpunished, and I chopped off the top of my finger oh. with uh, poultry shears. I just <gasps> snipped it right off. So, Dude. Yeah, I was going to go get stitches, but like then it was right underneath. Like I, I bite my nails, so I don't have any... 
if I would have if I would have had nails, if I wouldn't have bitten my nails like a little neurotic freak, the, the scissors would have gone into the nail and it wouldn't have been a big deal. But oh. because I don't have any nails, it just sliced like right in really deeply. And uh, and I decided not to get stitches because it's so close to where the nail is. I'm like, where are they going to hook it in? Like, where are they going to, how are they going to stitch this? So I just, they, ha- they probably, they probably would have glued it. Oh, you yeah, skin glued I, it. I glued so it. So it's fine. Cause it's I didn't want to go spend five hours in the ER, ER, probably more with, for that. And yeah. Right. And if I just, I just put super glue on it. So cool. Did you actually use real super glue? Yeah, just that's what super glue was invented for in World War II. Yeah. Is for, um, right. Why do I go to CVS and pay three times as much for the fancy skin glue? Because it doesn't hurt as much. Oh. Because the um, staples are the worst. Oh god. But they're cheaper. Yeah. Go, 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 go. Well, this was too small for staples too. I mean, I have tiny fingers, but so just a little, uh, just a little crazy glue. It hurts like crazy, <laughs> but then it's um, and then everything's fine. It's got, I'm gonna live. That's crazy. Not gonna bleed out. Hey, but uh, tell them where you are tonight. Uh, actually, I'm babysitting tonight. Oh, you're not doing so brainwash. Oh no, next next Tuesday. Next, I meant. Tuesday. next Tuesday. Yeah, next, Tell people next, next Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday you'll be at the Brainwash Cafe. Uh, it's I the host Mutiny Radio takeover. takeover of Brainwash, and so it's actually going to be a really fun showcase. With um, it's an open mic showcase sandwich, so it's open mic showcase open mic and it has uh clay newman and stephanie silverman two of my favorite comedians and then someone else named alex davenport uh, all the way out of la but whenever these la kids come up they always contact me and i put them on shows so well that's nice and brainwash is located at 1122 folsom street in san francisco seventh and folsom if you get there before seven o'clock uh they have cheap beers and good food yeah yeah really Really good good food yeah yeah and great salads and stuff i I never eat salads because i like i like fries and uh yeah me too and laundry and, and yeah, you can do your laundry. You can, you can bring your, your laundry. laundry and you can listen to comedy. It's all in one. Kind and of they'll have Wi-Fi. So yeah. yeah. And, and, and it's a, the mutiny radio takeover. Yeah, and we come like on it. out guys next week. Yeah. Thanks Pam. Woo! Woo! Yay. Uh, so, so yes. No. So we, it's, you know, it, it's the last Tuesday of the month. It is the last Tuesday of the month. So our topic for today is the enlightened entrepreneur. Yes. Um, which we're going to talk about uh, as soon as we get to that part of the show. So. And that's the enlightened entrepreneur is really about how to take care of yourself. So if you're running a business or starting a business or you're um, in management or you're even an employee, really, you're not really giving your best if you're not taking care of yourself. And it's one of the th- of the pillars, I think, of um, good stewardship of your career and or your company. And I personally am very enlightened recently. Lost, losing 95 pounds. Yes. You know, in, I in need to lose weight. Uh huh. Is that a reference to me? If I lost you? Yeah. I tried to lose you. Yeah, I wait. tried to lose you twice today. <laughs> I ditched you in the BART station and there you were on the train. Yes. And then I ditched you at the cafe and then here you showed up at the radio station. Yes. yes. Jeez. Kind of. So it's in like some you're ways following I'm not me or something. In other ways, I'm a puppy. You're a puppy. Yeah. Um, okay. So this week, I'm we'll very... We'll talk about that today, by the way. We, we will. We're going we're yep. to bring up an interesting in, uh, incident that happened today. Oh, you want to talk about that? I, I want to make okay. an example. Wow. You're going to be super vulnerable. That's awesome. I'm impressed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I will try not to be too much of a bitch about it. How are you going to do that? Nice. So I'm super excited this week. Uh, tomorrow. Have a plane going in. Yeah, no. All right. Anyway, tomorrow. Uh, so before I get into the latest news, any news tidbits I want to bring up, uh, tomorrow I'm really excited. Um, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of this week, I'm going to Zoho, the corporate headquarters for Zoho. Not a good place to lose weight. 
Uh, not a bad place, actually, though. Mm-hmm. They actually have a lot of salads and vegetables. But anyway, can I, can I actually speak, or are you going to interrupt everything I say and talk about food? It's because we haven't eaten, and we're going to talk about that later. And that's, gonna be <laughs> that's why I'm bitchy. Yes. Um, anyway, I digress. Uh, so, um, Zoho Corporation has several different products, right? One of them is Zoho CRM that we talk about. They have a lot of sales and marketing stuff. And they also have this product called Creator. Mm-hmm. And then they, for Creator, which is Creator's an app that lets you easily build applications and not have to know code. And the scripting language that they use is a scripting language they created called Deluge. Mm-hmm. And using Deluge and Creator, you can create all kinds of apps. So for And so they have a conference every year around uh, Creator, and it's called the Developer Conference, and it is April 27th, 28th, and 29th, and it's being held in Pleasanton, as I said. I'll go ahead and put the link to register on our website if people want to register. Um, uh, you can go for all three days. The first two days are a, a, a hands-on workshop where you're, we're actually going to, they're going to take people through how to create an actual application from scratch. And you can either sign up for a trial account of Creator or you can use a demo account that they're going to give people. Um, so that's 99 bucks for those two days and it's hands-on. Or you can sign up for the third day, which is basically the uh, an overview of, of Creator and the kinds of things you can do with it. So it's sort of like, here's how to do it and then here's what you what you can how you can make it fly um so if you just want to come and get information about how you might want to use it um i'm i've invited some of my customers to come on the third day to just learn about creator um so that if they want to build any custom apps of course i'm i'm a creator certified developer so um i can build them for you or you can come all three days and learn how to build them and then learn how to make it fly C- and custom apps for apps for like I- iphones well like you, you an actually app like that? Yeah. It, it can be it's you, they're web-based um well they're there's three options. So you can create an application that can do anything like a, like a, a ten, like the one we're going to do in the workshop is actually attendee management for events. Okay. And then you can turn that into a mobile app oh, for see. tablets and, and, and smartphones. And you can also, if you are some super secret company and you want to create the application and then you don't want to have it hosted on the web in the cloud for some reason, maybe it has like, you know, super secret stuff on it, like people's financial information or whatever sure. you can actually create an offline version and then store it on your own server which is new last year my question is like let's say i wanted to create a mutiny radio app mm-hmm. would i be able to go to this conference for 99 dollars and do a hands-on like i'm going to build an app that you buy for 99 cents and then you can stream mutiny radio all the time and get podcasts and no no, I'm going to say no. That this conference won't do that for you. So it's not like an app app. It's like uh, it's like you said. It's more website based and like tricks tricks on your web page. No, it's uh, it's it, it's middleware. So it, so there's uh, that's a term. So basically, it allows you to interface with something else. In other words, if you have oh. uh, let's say an. Uh, CRM for the station, radio right. station, yeah. a, c- a customer relationship manager, and you wanted to Im- and you wanted people to be able to sign up or find out what radio shows are there, then you could create an app that interfaces with that, oh. or your accounting pro- program, for instance, or an attendance list, or okay. you know something like that. But it has it's it's you build in it to interface with something else. See, I, I'm I I don't know a lot about technology, but whenever anybody says app, all I've been trained to think about is iPhones and things that you go pink and it's like oh it does this thing for you and the people because that's like people keep saying that that's how you make money is that you design an app and then everybody wants to get the app and then you make money 
Um, it, it, we should talk offline. It might be, uh, it might be helpful. It might, it might be an option. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. But you don't have to go. Well, no, I mean, I just, I was just curious that like that was what it was. Cause there's another Why, app. I'm a certified creator developer. Why you don't ask me? Uh, 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 maybe well, I'll, there we go. maybe I'll do it in trade for my that would well and this is there's something else that's completely outside the station i'm working with three ladies uh -huh. on creating an app that's going to make us uh -oh, millionaires. Okay. wait 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 don't tell me it's it's nanny robics no wouldn't that be the best though yes yeah like a little nanny app robics. that said like now push the stroller up a hill i, I had so, a, and go i had a thing like that you would flip what it over and it would be okay no stop um what was what's your what's the so thing we with already the have ladies? it copyrighted so i'm not worried about saying it on your well I, mean, I was just gonna say you don't have to give too much away if you don't want to but so since you already have a copyright it's an app that uh it's called uh exchange p2p.com and it's creating global community through 